Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com It's a Luca Pete Shaw. That's disrespectful, isn't it? Jules Breach breaking the studio equipment. Outrageous. We she turns up. Well, I think we should start today's show. I think we should start today's show. Tell everyone listening this Monday what's fucking happened. Some beautiful DT 770s just sat there and, and, and Jules. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> headphones. <laughs> studio grade headphones. And Jules Breach, either deliberate, uh, probably deliberately actually, known JB. Yeah. She, I wouldn't bl- put, put any level of blame on her ears. But she's just snapped the the, 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 the the ear pads off them. Yeah. That's and they're a, expensive to replace. Bit, how much is that as a bit of kit, that? I think they're about 150 each. And I think the ear pads for replacements are around about 20. She just think about that. She should think about that. Would she do that on BT Sport? No. no. she wouldn't. Would she? Would she? I'd love to see her on BT Sport with a massive pair of those headphones. Well, I'll, I'll just... I'll the just, only person wearing them. I'll just like, she's she's on the big, ridiculously long BT um, score sofa. And she's just got a Stanley knife. <laughs> she's just going to town on the uh, on the upholstery. Yeah, I don't think that'd be off brand for her. Would no, it? no, it wouldn't. She's only slagging off the Scottish Premiership. Um, so, uh, hi, it's Luke P. Show. I'm Donaldson, joined by Miss Luke Moore. Right. Um, Luke, you were talking criticising. I had the gall to criticise one of our very favourite um, uh, water companies in the UK. And you, and you oh, are on, doing on Thursday, you mean on, on Thursday, Thursday show, show yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you uh, and and you were doing something quite interesting, which I'm, I found. Um, you're charging your um, your your, your uh, M1 uh, MacBook Pro. It's not actually it's an Air. It's a MacBook Air. Yeah, yeah. MacBook Air with uh, what could only be described as a mobile phone charger. No, I'm not. That's a mobile phone charger. What are you talking about? It's a tiny. It's a. It's a iPhone oh, the charger. Plug, the actual yeah. plug. Yeah, you're charging it with a. You're charging it with a. I was wondering with an iPhone would charger. That'd be why it's taking so long. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, just a bit, mate. Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah. Okay. Look so at it. It's what tiny. should I be doing? Getting getting a proper laptop Big charger. Chunky plug. Yeah. I mean, this is. Let's, have a, let's see how many volts you get out of this. I mean, this is one of the better ones. Jesus, my eyesight is so terrible. Can you read any of that? Yeah, I would be able to read it. Oh, fucking no. hell! It's tiny, isn't it? Yeah. Can't see it. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um. Yeah, I mean, it. it, it Do you mind plugging out. that back in, please? <laughs> it's twenty watts, which right. isn't like it's not obscene. It's not obscene, but you're just going to be there for a very, very long what time. What should I be packing? Well, for, for a MacBook charge, something over. I don't know, forty. I don't know. And what's it got to do with Thames Water? <laughs> I'm just saying that they're really bad at getting product to, into the, your homes. Uh, and you're really bad at getting energy from the plug into your laptop. I think the energy company's got to take some responsibility. <laughs> Apple's got to take some responsibility for that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. How, how's your weekend been? Good? Yeah, fine. Your house still not damp? Dry as a bone. Dry as a bone. Great to see. Yeah. 
been uh, spent a lot of time getting rid of the. I've got a yard out the back, and there's a lot of green, uh, sort of mossy, kind of mildewy, kind of not mildewy. That's your next like, project, is it? Well, it's not really a project. I just throw uh, a lot of chemicals down, and it dies. I mean, do you choose like, the yeah. chemicals, or just nearest ones to hand? Just any, just anyone, yeah. And Sulfuric acid. How's the dog? Dog's fine. Well, it's, it's not allowed near the chemicals, no. so yeah, fine. But Absolutely do, doing fine. Okay. Doing all right, yeah. Good. All Staying right. out of trouble. Good. Pleased to oh, hear I that. I met a lovely big fat Labrador at the weekend. Um, really fat. Lovely to hug. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not great for the health, but lovely fat dog. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. No. I, I, I like him to a dog to be lithe. Lithe? Yeah. Imagine, what's your business with a dog being well, lithe? To be, I think dogs should be out there. And should be out there, yeah. And excitable yeah. and energetic. Yeah. Surely the big attraction of having a dog is they've got a real kind of lust for life, right? Yeah, you shouldn't have a fat dog. <laughs> I think we both agree on that. We, we, I'm hap- I will happily body shame a fat dog. <laughs> <laughs> Just to their friends, to their owner's friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because a friend, a friend of mine was saying the other day that, um, that they go, when they walk their dog, they see another couple walking their dog. Yeah. And their dog is a similar brand. Brand? Brand. Breed. That's all right. Breed, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a bit fatter. Right. And uh, then they got chatting to them and they said, that, oh yeah, whenever they order takeaway, McDonald's, Chinese, whatever, they just order an extra portion and give it to the dog. Yeah. Well, you I, shouldn't it, be doing that. Dog dog foods are quite a, quite a, I mean, that's how historically dogs would get fed. Like you just feed Not them fucking scraps, McDonald's though, is it? <laughs> 40,000 years ago when they're first being domesticated, <laughs> they're not giving them fucking fast food. No, they're not. No, no one's eating fast food then. No. You shouldn't be doing it. Is there some kind of law? Is there a law involved where you can't do that stuff? I don't think so. No, but I think if you I think if you're treating you're specifically treating a dog badly, I think you feed them whatever you want, really. But a lot of people just feed them feed them scraps, whatever they're eating. Okay, I'm not sure that dogs are cut out for that. No, no, they're not. And and there's so much stuff that they can't eat, like onions. You can't feed. You can't feed onions. Avocados, chocolate, quite dangerous. Chocolate, yeah, that's, that's a big no. Is it really? Yeah, but you get certain they, dog chocolate that they can have. Yeah, but they, they I think with. I think it's powdered chocolate is the, um, like, uh, drinking chocolate's the big danger, I think, because it's got a higher cocoa or something. But um, they do, uh, they, the, the thing the thing is, like, if you're going to find food in the street, it's going to be chicken bones, which is dangerous mm-hmm. when they're dried out, uh, and chocolate. So, like, the dogs are just almost gone. Where you mm. find chocolate in the street? Around Easter, like, a lot of chocolate in the street. <laughs> kids are really, kids around Clip my that. area are absolutely... Where, what are you talking about? You, where do you live? Fucking Willy Wonka's house. There's always chocolate in the street. No, there isn't. I, the amount of times I had to pull a blooming full fucking Snickers out of Buckley's mouth. And he'd try and bite me because he's like, fucking, I want to die. I want to die. I want to eat it and die. <laughs> this is they the way I want to go. You they, don't understand. <laughs> they love it. They love chocolate. So, let me just make this absolutely clear for our listeners who will be as baffled as me. There's always chocolate around. So, Have uh, a, you uh, just don't spend much time looking at the floor. You're dreaming in the skies. <laughs> I like to think I can sniff out chocolate. Thank like, you very much. <laughs> there's no, going on about chemtrails and stuff. Like, it's not, like, I don't think that around Easter, the UK turns into some kind of fucking Willy Wonka. It's just always chocolate in the street. Look around. There's always a fucking kick. It's always, it's always shit No chocolate. one's ever said that. An old 80s spira. That's if, people, if, <laughs> if people complain about stuff on the street, it's like dog shit and stuff. Yeah. It's not chocolate. Yeah. Oh, sorry I'm a bit late. I was... Marauding my way through a mountain of Mars bars <laughs> on the pavement. That's not how it There's works. There's always chocolate in the street. Look down. I'm going to do a down. Twitter poll about that. Yeah. Um, I think people. I think people. I'll say I am. Rory's going <laughs> to. So, so if you see a full bar of chocolate in the street, you got to send us it. It's the law. Yeah. Yeah. Don't send it to care of Pete's dog, though. No. No. I see it. Um, speaking of dogs, so one of the best places for dogs, like without question, mm. is the Lake District, which is where I was yes, a week, nice. a week okay. ago. Yeah. Um, 
And you really don't... I mean, we're probably the only people there out walking and stuff that mm. don't have a dog. And you yeah. see some great dogs. And the guest house we stayed in, you'd have hated this, by the way. All right. So we went to a guest house that we oh, stayed in a year or so before. In your, in your face, just going, what time but, do you want breakfast? That's but listen to this, though. It's much right. worse than that. Right. They weren't even open. They opened for us. Oh. So it's just us and them. Testicles have shriveled. It was lovely. Probably because of the trousers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it was uh, lovely. just, I just I can't, can't handle it. Whole can't place to ourselves. Quiet. Brilliant. <sighs> anyway, they've got the people who run the guest house, which is called the Wheatlands Lodge up in Windermere. Beautiful place. If you're in that part of the world, you should go there. Great place. And they've got a rough collie called Alfie. All right. Um, have you ever, have, <laughs> Don't have a go. No, no. It's, it's a rough that's, collie. That's the breed. Is that the breed? It's a like a lassie. Collie. Like lassie. What's that? I really long-haired collie. Is that what a, is that what they called a rough collie? I believe so. Yeah. Huh. Uh, here you go. Look, it's a dog breed. Look, looks like that. A rough collie. Looks like that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Lassie. Um, Don't see one, them very often anymore. Yeah, yeah. This one was you, ne- you never see them, which is why mm. it's kind of interesting. But this one is particularly hairy. Uh, but it's a great dog because they've got this manner where they're very aloof. Right. They show no emotion. They're not bothered. <laughs> right. And Alfie the dog. He has his breakfast in the morning, first thing, has his walk, has yeah. his breakfast. Um, and then they put his lead, his collar, on like this quite long lead, yeah. which the other end of it is tied to the house. Yeah. And he sits there, and that's his spot. Yeah. And he's there all day. Yeah. And he sits in the middle of the staircase outside leading up to the door. <laughs> and you, and he will move for nobody, right? <laughs> so when, when we got there, and we knew about him because we've been there before, you can't, it's quite hard to get your bags in. <laughs> Yeah, because he's just in the way. And it's a dog, right? See, I don't want to drop a heavy bag on a dog. No. So you, it's, it's really difficult to get into the fucking guest house. And you're not, is, does he only um, trust one man? Does he, can you negotiate with him? I don't think he trusts anyone. I no. think he, he doesn't follow anyone's um, lead, so to speak. But he has to be brushed every day. Very yeah, high-maintenance yeah. dog. A pedigree breed, costs a lot of money. Right. Um, so they have to... Um, and they're just leaving it on the stairs. Well, exactly. They have to be a bit careful Oof. about that. Yeah, because they had another dog, which was a bit of a character which belonged to their kid, their son, I think. And he chewed for his own lead. Right. And went for a little wow. run. Went for a little run. And someone That's thought impressive. He, someone thought he'd been stolen, but he hadn't in the end. But I think, is dog crime a big problem? I think it might be up in yeah. that part of the world. It is all over the place. It wasn't it was COVID, still, wasn't it? A lot, a, lot of, a lot of pugs getting stolen and stuff. It's so sad. I, I would, what horrible, out of all of the horrible things you could do to somebody, I think stealing the dog is up there with being absolutely the worst. 100%. Ugh. 100%. But anyway, so we're in the Lake District for a week. Beautiful. Have you been up there? Briefly, yeah. I mean, it's beyond you hate any. It. You hate it. No, I was off to a festival. Where's no video games? Got a... <laughs> where's, what? Where's, where's, no where, video is, games. Is there, is there, is there any oh, what? Any you, didn't, you didn't bring any books with you? I did. Yeah, I yeah, did. I did. So you got the video games of the past, haven't you? Your little stories. <laughs> well, you're like this as well. I haven't said what I've just said. I actually spent quite a lot of time replaying Breath of the Wild. <laughs> New one's coming out soon. Tears of the Kingdom, Ooh, baby. La, la. Tears of the Kingdom. Have you seen the trailer? I mean, it's just all fucking elves and stuff, isn't it? It's brilliant, though. It's a, <laughs> it's a brilliant, brilliant game. Yeah. You can't honestly tell me you don't think it's a brilliant game. It's very game. relaxing, I seem to recall. Very immersive. Yeah. Very I just, immersive. I just, um, I need to... <clears throat> So I finished fucking Monkey Island, the new Monkey Island. Is Terrible. there a new one? There's one that came out last year. I just, I just haven't. Ron Gilbert came back in October with a new one. And what's what platform? Um, Steam, uh, PC, um, PC oh. and Switch, I think. Um, so anyway, we're in the Lake District, mm. right? And we're walking around uh, near Grasmere. And for those people who know that part of the world, we're doing the walk from Grasmere up to the Rydal Caves, which is an old slate mine, mm. which has been. It's not um it's not been in use for a very long time, but it's like a kind of like a tourist attraction now. It's no like um gift shop or anything, it's just like right. a thing. You can go up yeah. walk up into the hills. 
And we were walking up there. And it's quite isolated around that part. And there's not many people around. And um, the Wi-Fi of Access 2 and I were walking. And there's nothing around. And you start to hear this kind of low rumble. Like that. Right. I thought, what the fuck is that? Like, it was going on for quite a while. They got louder and louder. And then, um, no, we're, we're, we're walking like a valley. So there's two quite, not, it's Lake District. So the, the mountains are, uh, they are obviously mountains, but they're not, it's not the Himalayas, but they're yeah. big, they're big enough, yeah. right? And, um, we're walking through this valley and screaming over the top of the mountain and swinging through the valley, flying at about 150 feet. These two fighter jets come over. Oh, wow. Cool. And you could see them so low, you could see the outline of the pilot in the cockpit. <laughs> you could see the outline of the cocks. <laughs> and I said, is he wearing Pete's trousers? <laughs> no, but it was honestly, mate, honestly, so exciting. Yeah. It was like, it was... Top Gun. You felt like a kid. Yeah. And, and they were so fast. I say that, I mean, you could kind of say, were they so fast? They were, they were fine fucking quick. I mean, by any stretch of the imagination, if it's a plane, it's gone quite quick anyway. But like, yeah, it's gone. And this was serious, fast. right? Yeah. This, and, and then, and then, and then I got so excited by it mm. um, that um, it it was. I, I I had to look into it, and basically, I didn't know this. And there's a couple of Instagram accounts dedicated to it. But that's if it's a clear day, mm. that's where they take fighter pilots for low level training, right? Because it's such a challenging out like, landscape yeah and you're just having a nice little walk around and they're just cutting about in their fighter jets some of the Instagram accounts I mean whether you're into fucking planes or not and you should be into planes because they're awesome. <laughs> some of the manoeuvres are just absolutely oh, incredible mate, it's yeah. fucking brilliant I couldn't believe my luck yeah. I couldn't stop thinking about it yeah. for ages afterwards and, and, and I think the same about the juxtaposition of the the technology and the landscape yeah. it's just like this is fucking cool <laughs> but those guys were cool they yeah. probably weren't they're probably bores but in that moment in the plane, they were cool. Well, they're probably just out testing, um, you know, testing the manoeuvres to uh, intercept some more of these um, UFOs that have been kicking around Alaska well, and stuff. As you know, Pete, I'm a big part of the um, the UFO community. <laughs> uh, I follow a lot of accounts about yeah. that, and um, they're going mad. Well, I mean, I mean, this happened last week. Can I but... just say, sorry, they're going mad even for even them. Even for them, because they're uh, the uh, US authorities are kind of like adding grist to their mill by saying. Oh, we can't rule out that it's uh, you know extraterrestrial. It's like, or so, is it just some, or is it just some a despotic regime chancing their arm with a tiny little fucking you know camera or whatever? You know, that's not necessarily a balloon. There's probably loads of these things. What I would say around is what I would say is this: there's something going on. There's mm. something weird going on, and it could. So here's here's what I, here's here's the thing. Say it's China, right? Yeah. Say it's China, and there could be a number of reasons why China are doing it. Distraction. Just give America yeah, something just, to think about. Yeah, yeah. But realistically, Pete, I think I'm right in saying here, China are not going to get any surveillance data to anywhere near the level doing that than they get on fucking TikTok yeah, exactly. or through Huawei yeah, yeah, devices yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know, TikTok's basically a gigantic fucking data harvesting operation anyway yeah. that the West have completely fallen hook, line, sinker for, right? Is that fair? What are they getting? But what are they getting data-wise? Data They're getting a lot of pictures, a lot of faces, a lot of physical... Locations? Why does that help, though? You know what I mean? Like they probably get like where people are, but I mean, what are they? What are you actually bringing to them? But what are you getting from a, a surveillance balloon that you can't get from? Well, TikTok? I mean, I think. But do you not think at this point in the game, everyone's just being? I, I think well, Xi, so Jin, they're, they're, Xi Jinping and all, and they they, they are uh, besieged by fucking issues. You know, they've opened the country, and they, you know their 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 health um, situation is, is is dire. They're 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 really distracted. They haven't had the economic uh, growth that, that that they should have had uh, over the past couple of years because of COVID and, and other stuff as well. And their zero COVID pro- policy and all that stuff. And like, do you not think it's just a bit of fucking normal? You know, 
you know, Communist Party playbook, just fucking a bit of bit of fun. It's just a bit of fun, no, isn't it? it might, just it, dicking about. Just going, that, remember us, we're still a power. But that's assuming that it's still it is gonna them. get in you. That's assuming that it is them. I mean they said that it was them. No, one of them was. Yeah, well, so the balloons was. But but do you not think that anybody could get something flying that high with the fucking rocket or whatever the fuck? Not get anybody. That, not anybody. But like a, an amateur remember the balloon boy? Remember that kid who was no. reportedly in the like balloon? A, that was a famous man. It I've never heard the, of that. The balloon boy, that that bloke who, uh, he was like a bit of a madman. I think he's dead now. He put, he, he said, he, he was like, he let this weather balloon off basically. Right. And he said that a boy had climbed into the weather balloon. Right. So it was the balloon boy. It was like about 10 years ago. And it was on the news that his son had clam, clambered into the balloon, but, and he hadn't. but he hadn't. He, the guy had lied, and he had hidden his child. Um, so he, obviously, the child's taken off off him because he's yeah. mad. So what are you but, doing? Yeah, so you yeah. just wanted this big media circus where this this man was basically saying, "I've what let year? off a balloon." I think it was like ten years ago, right. and it was the balloon boy. You must remember the balloon I don't boy. Really it's remember like pizza it. rat. It's like the balloon boy. It's the thing that everyone remembers. I remember pizza rat. But what was he doing up there? But I'm just saying that amateur enthusiasts, air, you know, aeronautic enthusiasts, nah, could I, get something up that high. Possibly, but here's the thing. I'm not saying there's anything particularly untoward going on, necessarily. It's not aliens, or is it? Well, listen, <laughs> let me just just bear with me for a second. I'm not saying mm. it's aliens, but bear with me. The backdrop of what's been happening in the US, mm. politically, in terms of the releasing of all this information, mm. which is essentially sent UFO... I mean, look, conspiracy theorist is like a real loaded term these days. Yeah. They're not all conspiracy theorists. A lot of them are just interested in aviation, interested yeah. in technology, interested in the prospect of this other stuff. And I think there's nothing wrong with that per no. se. Um, so they're already on fire with all this information that's been released. There's been a lot of um, committees in Congress that have been talking about this stuff. Mm. And the reason they're doing it is because um, a lot of whistleblowers are coming out now ex-servicemen, pilots, all mm. the rest of it, a lot of footage backing it up as well, saying lots of weird shit's happening and we don't know what the fuck it is, right? And so a lot of the uh, video footage is pretty convincing. I'm not saying that this stuff is related to that, but what I am saying is I believe that if that kind of stuff was happening, how it's been reported by the American authorities is exactly how they would report it. Right. So I'm not saying that everything that happens is that kind of stuff. Mm. But if it was, that's what they'd be saying. Yeah. And that's why it's interesting, I think, because they're, they're giving some information because they can't really not give any information because so many people have got access to, to tech and to get out there and to, and to talk about it. So they can't, mm. they can't contain it like they could. It could even be them doing shit, like testing stuff. Yeah. But they have to announce something, which I find really interesting. Yeah. But, but I guess there's very little chance it is an alien civilization. It's probably just somebody pissing about. But that's what I want you to think. Balloon boy. Let's have a break. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, Balloon Boy and Balloon Boy and Balloon Girl and Balloon Girl and all of the other Balloon people. Uh, I'm Pete Donaldson, joined by Luke Moore. Second half of uh, the Luke and Pete show on Monday the 20th of February. Um, we're going to bash you a couple of emails because we have been promising it for a little while. If you want to tweet us at Luke and Pete show uh, is the way to do that. And you can also get in touch at hello at LukeandPeteShow.com and that's the email and the Twitters and the socials. Yeah, so um, a couple of emails here. One from Scott, which I'd like to read first. Oh, Scotty. Who says... Um, Scotty too honey. <laughs> He says, Dear Luke and Pete, hello yes. to you, Scott. He Hi. says, um, Hearing the tale of Pete's harrowing near death experience in Awful. the waters off Costa Rica reminded me of one of my own embarrassing brushes with the aquatic afterlife. Um, I'm not sure you were embarrassed by it, were you, Pete? Uh, yeah, I was embarrassed. Oh, you by were it. embarrassed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah well, Scott, mortified. Everyone's looking at me. Scott's embarrassed as well because he says, mm. A few years ago, the Wi Fi of Access 2 and I took a trip to Cancun with some friends. Given that it was hurricane season, we got a great deal on our hotel. <laughs> but along with that came some very angry waves at the beach. Yeah. Thinking ourselves brilliant, we marched down to the sea with a menagerie of inflatable sea creatures on which to ride the waves and assert our dominance over the mighty Atlantic. Mm. Having had no previous experience surfing, my blow up turtle. <laughs> I was little equipped to deal with the 10 to 15 foot waves that began to pummel me and my inflatable companion. I soon found out the hard way that clinging to the handle of a turtle filled with air while being slammed into the ocean floor by thousands of gallons of crashing seawater is a one-way ticket to a dislocated shoulder and torn rotator cuff. Luckily, a few coronas helped me come down from the shock and the rest of the trip was without major incident. Now it's 10 years later... And I still have a hard time deciding what's worse, that I have a pain in my right shoulder this very day, or that the doctor listed the cause of injury as inflatable sea turtle <laughs> in my medical records. Cheers and thanks for all the good times. Scott from Asheville, North Carolina. Good vibes. I'd love to know more about what Asheville, North Carolina's like, Scott. I've mm. been to Charleston, which was the nearest place I've been there. Did you have a Charleston chew? I didn't know. We've talked no, about this before. Shame. Um, but that's, that's one of the lyrics I never got in that Eminem song right. until I... Had a, saw a, what it was. So yeah. Justin yeah. Chew. Uh, that's what's yeah. got. Do you want to do? Uh, Lewis has got an email here, mm-hmm. mate, about his microwave, which sorry, I talked about before. But do you, right, you want to read that one out? Lewis, um, Luke might uh, think he's defying the odds with his nine-year-old microwave. However, my parents' microwave is uh, the one which my parents gifted my mum when she bought her first flat in 1984. I remember it would break down now and again in the late 90s, and we drive it from Glasgow to Falkirk in the micro- to the, see the microwave uh, repairman. But since he retired and closed his shop about 20 years ago, the microwave hasn't once been on the blink. Good man. Um, it makes the best baked potatoes in the world and is the only microwave I've used which manages to uh, successfully defrost food without... Oh, God, I'll get so motion. Uh, without cooking it along the way. Now, when the thing finally packs in, I will take it harder than any of the family pets that have died over the years. Love the show, Lewis. Big old microwaves did last and do last like you wouldn't believe. We just live in such a disposable fucking world yeah. right now. And we just throw things away. My mum and dad's iron... I think they got when they got married in the 70s, and that's still going. And it's really heavy. Like, there's a lot of shit in there. It's not complicated, though, is it? It's a device, an iron. Oh, microwaves aren't that complicated. Well, in the grand come scheme on. Of things, isn't, isn't a 1984 microwave safe? Well, prob- as long as it's shielded properly, I imagine, yeah. There was a lot more microwave uh, kind of... Uh, Kind of mania in the eighties, wasn't it? Like everyone was worried about it cooking your brain and stuff. Yeah. If you looked into it. Yeah. If it was shielded incorrectly, it would cook your eyes. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't want to be doing that. No. Um, um, Frederick Stevens, according to the Daily Telegraph, which is, I mean, I'll be honest with you now, this is the only time I'd ever look at the Daily Telegraph website. And um, Frederick Stevens in 2009, apparently, I don't know if it's still going now, but in 2009, he had essentially the record for the oldest working microwave. Mm. He had had it um, since 1969. Mm. So he had it for 40 years. That's a little too old for me. I would say sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's like yeah. that's moon time. It's a bit cold. Going war. to the moon. It's a bit cold. Time. War. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, he claims to have been able to have cooked one hundred and fifty thousand <laughs> meals in it. Right, which so that's forty years old. If it's still going now, it's going to be what fifty odd years old. Yeah. But what made me think about that was you know, you're claiming that you've done one hundred and fifty thousand meals in it. Right. Not even funny, but that's essentially 10 microwave meals a day. Right. He's, he's, he's had mean, a nightmare there. Yeah. You'd be dead yeah. eating that many microwaves. Yeah. Don't worry about the microwave. Yeah. He, he looks about, he's about in his 60s anyway by the look of it. If you've been doing 10 microwave meals a day for yeah. 40 years, you've undermined the whole fucking argument. <laughs> the, the oldest working microwave is a quite a good line. I've had it 40 years. Yeah. How many meals have you done in it? 150,000. No, you fucking have Too haven't. many. Yeah. You've gone too, too far meals. there. No one can eat 10 microwave meals a day. The salt alone would mm. kill you. Um, so <laughs> I think you want to be careful about your claims, although I am very, very impressed by Lewis's um, grandparents' gift to his, mo- to his mother uh, of a 39-year-old microwave. Uh, I'd love to know, Lewis, to f- as a follow-up, what's the last thing you ate out of it? Yeah. Um, because, you know, I'm a little bit sceptical. Not that sceptical, but perhaps a little bit sceptical. Yeah. Um, let's do... Um, what, what other email should we do? Should we do one more? Yeah. Bang okay. On. This is less an email, more a story attract, um, that's got our attention from uh, our listener friend, Arthur. Hello to you, Arthur. He says, hello, Luke and Pete. I've been listening to the podcast since the days when you obsessed over the minutiae of Wikipedia articles. Mm. I've never sent anything in before, but I thought this story was right up your street. And the story is as follows. A seal by the name of Nelson um, has recently got itself stuck in an angling reservoir. Oh, dear. And it's reportedly, it's the last person you want in there, reportedly snacking on all the very expensive fish and the ducks. Um, They've tried to capture it twice, but... It can't be caught for some reason, uh, and it's still doing its thing. The picture of the seal is amazing. It's giving a lovely little side eye, thinking, yeah, I'm having all the fish I want. A um, couple of quotes from the article. Um, it probably has no incentive to leave as it's found itself in a branch of Waitrose and is munching its way through the fish, to the marine rescuer. The owner of the lake, who is supposedly an angler and a lover of the environment, says... It's not made for fresh water. Even though it's ruining my business, I suppose it's still part of nature, but it's an unwanted part. I suppose it's being a big part of nature. If there are any local journalists out there worth their salt, they need to be doing a follow-up on this. <laughs> is the seal still there? Big fat seal. Because this um, story is from a fair while ago. It's from mm. 10th of January, so we don't know if it's still there. I'd love to see it would be. Um, what heaven that is for the seal, Peter. Yeah. That's basically like you in a video, you in a Maplins. It's, it's like the seal that used to uh, hang out outside um, Billingsgate Fish Market uh, down in East London. There they used to be a seal that used to hang around because people would draw fish in. Not sea. telling any of his mates. Yeah. His little secret. He's, like, he's putting on loads of timber and he's like, how are you? <laughs> how have you? Kind of... But it's you in a Maplins, isn't it? It's me in a Maplins. We tried to rescue him. We can't get him out. Um, oh, I need to buy some fuses. Oh, what for? Uh, a sander. Uh, <laughs> good. Good. Don't elaborate on that. Good stuff. You seen that? By the way, before we do go, do some body mods. Have you watched the, the second season of Clarkson's Farm? 
No, I didn't watch the first one. Okay. Um, I wouldn't like it if it was the second one. I'll level, I'll level with you. He, um, there's a brilliant scene in it where he um, he tries to demonstrate how to use a mandolin for slicing potatoes right, yeah, to, yeah. His, to his partner oh. and basically almost slices Slice. his thumb off. It's horrific and it happens in real time and it is awful to watch. Ah. Yeah. Ah, don't yeah. like it. Right. Anyway, let's go. Let's go over here. We've got things to do. Uh, we'll be back on ugh, Thursday for batteries and stuff. So send them in uh, at Luke and Pete Shaw on the Twitter. Uh, we'd also be fun on Instagram as well. So get yeah. involved. What are you doing? While we got to finish now, what are you doing now? Meeting. Oh, you got a meeting? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I just didn't know. Um, cool. cool. Um, yeah, hello at lukeandpeach.com is the email address. We'd love to hear from you in all the different forms of communication, but thank you very much for listening to mm. us. I know most of you would have switched this off now because you're hearing the tone change into an outro tone. Yeah. Mm. Um, but if you are still listening, do leave us a five-star review wherever you get your pods. It does make a big difference to us. Not just our self-esteem, but our business chances too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. We'll see Shopping you next time. Waters. We are in a recession. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.